Steve! Steve! Where are you in this big spooky castle? Yes, master, I'm coming, master. You have been gone for days! Did you bring what I asked? Oh, yes, I did, master. Good! Now put the DVD of Creature from the Black Lagoon into the haunted DVD player so we can review the fucker! Ah. DVD? Yes! We are reviewing a classic creepy spooky movie tonight. I made popcorn and everything! Oh, oh, oh I didn't hear the DVD part, uh, so I went and got this guy. You went and got the creature from the Black Lagoon? I thought that's what you wanted. I got the creature from the Black Lagoon, yes. Well, I mean, who doesn't want the Gill Man? But how are we going to watch the movie now? Oh, we can stream it, Master. We have streaming. No, no, Mr. Gilman, please stay. We'll watch your movie. Have some laughs. Oh, sure, sure. A hot bikini babe. Of course, you can have one of those. Uh, Steve! Yes, yes, Master. Yes. Get one of the bikini babes out of the bikini babe dungeon. Okay, I'll get the net. Motherfuckers, welcome to late seating. I am Jason. Oh, I don't know if this lump on my arm has grown bigger. Maybe I should see somebody harding. And I am Steve. Is that a roach or are you just happy to see me, Shives? And on um, what? I don't know what that means. I was just freestyling, master. Okay, well, we got to start over because your metaphor confused the shit out of me. I didn't bring my A game to this. I apologize. See, I made a scary joke that's more realistic where you have a bump and you don't know oh it could be something bad and you have to go see the doctor but you're not going to see him and then the next week it's even bigger and there's hair shooting out of it and you said what a roach in your pocket yes okay i well, wasn't okay. thinking ahead i have something better i have something better okay if you want go to for do it another. okay and this is steve the president is totally out of control and no one is trying to stop him shives Ooh. Okay, spookier. That's spookier. Okay, good. All right. Okay, good. And on this show, we take a classic creepy spooky movie and we give it a fresh review to see if it lives up to its reputation. Whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, its reputation is good, yes, dear? Yes, good in the sense that it is terrifying, yes. Sure, yes. let's go with that. It scares the, movie the pants that... off of people. Or you. Oh. Put some on, please. I apologize. I know this is an audio medium, but I have to sit here and record yes. it with you. you and I don't me. want that thing looking at me all the, the whole show. It's just... You're getting a little too comfortable. It's just my dog. If you don't want my dog in my lap, I put him down. There you go. Okay, go, that was the only thing covering you up. You, oh, okay, shit, so... sorry. <laughs> I pull my shirt down. I pull my shirt down over it. There. All right. Okay. So the movie, because the movie we're going yes. to review is the classic 1954 Universal Picture Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's it. You got just ooh. Ooh, so sexy. No. Okay. We, we have to discuss this. What? What did we say last episode? 
Don't fuck the monster. I don't. I didn't fuck the monster, but you have you to. You just said also sexy. He's not a bad looking guy. He takes care of himself clearly. It's all the swimming, I think. Oh, also a fish diet. He's, that works. He's very fit. Yes, he's a pescatarian. Yes, that's right. Yes. So he's got very low cholesterol. Absolutely. But I also heard he's got low T. So oh, no. He's, he's overcompensating that's... a little bit with the stealing of all the bikini babes, mm. but you know. It's too bad that he's insecure about that because there's nothing to be ashamed of if it's a natural condition. Right, right. but I don't, yeah, I mean, come on, guys are going to react to it one way or I another. I know, it's, it's, a, it's a cruel world. Yes, I yes. don't have to worry about low tea because I harvested it from <laughs> villagers in the nearby town. Yes, yes, and I will never Help. be attracted, be attractive to anyone. So, not an issue for me. Okay, my, well, my life for me is a romantic, barren oh waste. Oh boy, I didn't know we were opening this Pandora's box on your psyche. No one loves me, and why should they look at me? I am a monstrosity. One, I'm sure that somewhere out there is a woman Quasimodo or a man Quasimodo Maybe. that will find you very attractive, and Maybe. you can bump humps all night long. That's, It'll happen. Okay, Believe me. Okay, you're being so offensive right now. I'm not being you're, offensive. You both have humps. Okay. And you'll pump them. It's just... Okay, so what you are doing now is just an objective physical description. That's okay, right. You got fine. the one eye that's kind of yeah, droopy down. That's and true. The, the hunchback. And, okay. Yeah. Okay, I accept But you have other you. qualities. I accept, I accept that. I, okay. I'm just a little oversensitive. People aren't always so nice, you know. Well, uh, I'm always nice I to you, you until you piss me off. Okay. Sorry. Can I please take yes, this sorry. elixir yes. before our audience members kill themselves? Yes, we've been going for seven minutes. We need to really... Wrap this bit That's up. That's right. Okay. All right. Thank you. Oh, thank huh. God. That was fun, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. For hey, <laughs> the creature from the Black Lagoon is the one we're going to because it's Halloween time. Yeah, we're doing our thing where we review monster movies for the month of October. And this one is an honest-to-God monster movies. No That's more right. sewn-together dead people. No more fucked-up face people. No more invis <laughs> no invisible people. No no nothing. This one is a straight, legit, never-was-a-human-being monster right. monster. That's right. A horrifying relic from the Devonian age. Supposedly. Yeah, what yeah, that's what the guy said. So we'll go with that. Right, that's what the guy said. <laughs> the exposition guy in the movie said You mean God at the beginning? Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's true. He got <laughs> the voice of God is in here too, and we'll get to that. That's <laughs> Hey Steve. Yeah. Do you have any trivia about the about Creature from the Black Lagoon? I do, as a matter of fact. Funny you should ask. Mm. Um, so this movie uh, was released in the mid fifties, as you said, and it was fifty four. Yeah, and it was uh, produced during the first 3D movie craze. And it was actually shot in 3D and, and released in many theaters in 3D. And that's that's why when you watch the movie, there are all those shots of the creature swimming right toward the camera. Or when somebody shoots uh, the spear gun or when he shoots like the compressed air gun toward the end, it shoots right at the camera. So you got yeah. all these 3D effects. And that of, bird for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the bird for no reason. It just so it pops out of the screen. Um, the woman eating the hot dog and it's just coming right at the camera. And you're like, <laughs> oh. What's, what's, uh, what's that about? Um, yeah, but it was also... Uh, it was released, as it turns out, toward the end of the 3D craze. So even though it was yeah. shot in 3D and released in 3D in many theaters, it was also released in 2D in many theaters. So lots of people who saw it in the original theatrical release didn't actually see it in 3D, but but it but yeah. it was filmed in 3D. And also, uh, Rico Browning, who is the guy, when we do the Who Made It's, we'll talk about him. He plays the creature for the underwater sequences, and he was a diver and a swimmer. And he had to hold his breath 
during all of those underwater scenes. That's right. Because the director had the costume designed without a built-in air tank on purpose. Because they couldn't fit a built-in air tank well, into it. Well, I think in later movies they did have an air tank in it. And it looks stupid because yeah. bubbles come out of his head. Well, that was, that was his reasoning. His reasoning was that if Gilman breathes underwater, then we, sh- we wouldn't see visible air bubbles from his exhale. So, you know, that would ruin the illusion. Right. So sorry, Rico, you're going to have to hold your breath. And he held his breath for sometimes to get some of these shots for as long as four minutes at a time, which he could do because he was a professional diver. But God damn, right. to get, a, to get a, a shot in a monster movie. Yeah, we're going to put you in this in this claustrophobic rubber monster costume. And we're going to put you in this tank and you have men to hold your breath then, for four Steve. minutes. That's true. Hey, you know what? Jackie Chan would have done it. Jackie Chan would have done it for 12 minutes <laughs> just to prove them just to, I only held my breath for 8 minutes that last time I can do longer that's right Jackie we got the shot uh, 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 it's Steve yes what's your favorite 3D movie I know what mine is oh god um, my favorite 3D movie is a tie between Dr. Tongue's 3D House of uh, Airline Hostesses or <laughs> Dr. Tongue's 3D House of Pancakes <laughs> It's funny that I I actually have to think about it. Only mm. old school SCTV people That's... know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Would you like some pancakes? <laughs> He's throwing them right at us. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't think it's it's airline hostesses. I think it's stewardesses. Well, that's a big difference right there. Well, whatever. You I know, got to see Kathleen O'Hara uh, stripped down to her underwear. You know, well, so, so you forgot what the exact title was, which is understandable. Uh, yeah, I was, that was like out. I was like, well. Yeah, I'm sorry, what am I watching? I'm hitting uh, record on the VCR. What, what did you say? Something's on fire? Yeah, what? what? Would you just, would you leave me alone? Just, I'm watch, can you see I'm watching TV? Leave me alone. I have it paused <laughs> and I want the door closed. Close the door. <laughs> close, close it. Get out. Get out. Stick your fingers in your ears and go into the basement like I told you. <laughs> and if you do happen to see or hear anything, you don't breathe a word of it to anybody. It's my private time. Um, oh, we're getting so dark because it's Halloween. Exactly. Exactly. I have one more. Well, I have. I have trivia. Oh, I have one more bit of trivia I want to get in here. Oh, Rupert. fuck. It's, no, it's, this, is, this, one, this one is cool. I like this one. Um, uh, uh, in addition to this movie and, and its two sequels. Uh, the, the the creature, also known as Gilman, also appears in an episode of The Monsters, and and our listeners, yes, our listeners will remember The Monsters. It's the show that was like the Adams Family, only not funny. Uh, yeah. And uh, he for babies, where it's the Adams Family for babies, and That's right. and where and Gilman appears as uh, a relative of the Monsters, Uncle Gilbert. So that's nice. My favorite thing about the Adams family was that you know that Gomez was balls deep every night. <laughs> Those two people, it's they're a yeah. great example of how uh, how you should keep a relationship going over the years. Oh yeah, man alive. You know that Gomez, Gomez, Gomez and Morticia were laying it down. Yeah, they, he nightly. was laying pipe. Yeah. And she was whatever empowering thing you could say about a woman having sex. Has anything been said? I don't know. She was. Uh, something i don't know are you done with your trivia? i'm done with my trivia okay here's my trivia important trivia and it's about <laughs> a big hollywood dickhead all right yeah so you know me how i love pointing out hollywood injustices well here's a big one steve would you say that the Gilman costume is iconic i would say so yes he's one of the most iconic things in movies for sure he proudly joined the universal pantheon of movie monsters absolutely and um that he was designed by a disney animator by the name of millicent patrick yes but for about 40 years if you asked anybody who did it you would get the name bud westmore Uh, because bud westmore was supposedly 
the big makeup dude who created the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. He didn't. He's a dick. He's a big, <laughs> jealous dick. And he said, no, no, I did all of it. Even though they sent Millicent Patrick out on tours promoting the film because she was so photogenic, he took credit for it. He took credit for everything. See, B- Bud Westmore had a, had a studio in which there were lots of guys underneath him who would do stuff for him. He didn't do jack shit. He would just take credit, and that's why everyone lo- knew the name Bud Westmore for a long time. And Millicent Patrick, one of the few women working in animation, the first female animator at Disney, and one of the few women, female designers in Hollywood, was basically shoved in a box and forgotten about. The other guy was Jack Keevan, who had worked on The Wizard of Oz, and he made prosthetics for amputees during World War II. He created the bodysuit, right? Yeah. And Chris Mueller Jr. sculpted the head. What Millicent Patrick did was basically create the look of the Gilman. She had lots of paintings, lots of drawings, yeah. lots of sketches, all of that stuff. It was a team effort, but not if you asked colossal dick Bud Westmore. So fuck you. So so Bud Westmore was kind of like the uh, the makeup artist equivalent of say like a scumbag comic book artist like Bob Kane who took credit for yeah, other people's who work. Yeah, took credit for everything. Yeah. And just, yeah, exactly. Or Thomas Edison. Tom Oh boy, that's like the ultimate scumbag. He's like isn't he, oh, he the yeah. biggest scumbag in American history? Thomas Edison. He's like I invented all this shit. No, nobody worked for me. No. <laughs> also, the first appearance of the Gill Man was not in the movie. Oh, I, I yeah, I, I know this. Yeah, go ahead. To promote this, he appeared on a little show called the Abbott and Costello show which was a TV show which they called it Abbott and Costello meet the Gilman and it was I guess it was funny so they boy Abbott and Costello had to get their fingers all over Universal in the in the, Actually, in the 50s if you ever watched they? the Abbott and Costello show um, it's like a precursor to Seinfeld yeah it, it's very much in fact Seinfeld has openly admitted how much that show has inspired his comedy show so now let's talk about Abbott and Costello some more yay <laughs> we're not we're done we've mentioned them twice yeah. eventually we're gonna review one of their movies I don't know which one is gonna be <sighs> oh, you thought we died, didn't you? No! <laughs> we have come back from the Steve grave. Steve and I had an uncomfortable silence where we just looked at each other over Skype. <laughs> what do we do now? We're like, one of us needs to talk, goddammit. Do we, do we, do we? Usually I edit out, edit it out, but I'm keeping it in this time. <laughs> because it's Halloween and we want the people to be uncomfortable. Yes, it's Halloween, we're a little drunk, and <laughs> Steve and I are sitting on a lot of rage directed at each other Look, that we don't care. to express. <laughs> I keep asking him, we need to go to couples counseling, and Steve says, we're not a couple. <laughs> go away. I say, I don't think we have to do the spooky characters every year. It's getting old and tired. People expect it. And I say, hey, guess what? You can be easily replaced by someone who'd be willing to do it. Guess who show it is? Ah, all right, okay. Steve. Are you ready for the Who Made It Let's, and What the Fuck? Yes. Okay. I believe that, that that is the official title of the segment. Right. So it was directed by Jack Arnold, who also directed It Came From Outer Space, yes. one of my favorite movies. For sure. Which was also in 3D and also starred Richard Carlson. That's right. And um, he directed The Incredible Shrinking Man, which a lot of people consider his best, which is a great movie, too. Oh, yeah. Downer ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was pre- he was certainly he was he was the best director of like the creature features for sure. I think. Yeah. yeah. Imagine the end of Ant Man, but Ant Man doesn't come back. That would be that's the incredible. There's no man. there there is no uh, credit cookie at the end to tease the next no. movie. It's that's it. No, that's it. Yeah. That's just it. He shrinks down to the subatomic and he's gone forever. And the majority of all the Brady Bunch episodes. And boy, oh boy, those are pretty scary, aren't they, oh, Steve? It's scary. The lengths you have to stoop to to get paid sometimes. <laughs> 
He also did Gilligan's Island. He did a lot of TV. Yeah. He got a lot of work. Yeah. It was produced by William Allen. And um, you will know him from... Oh, what else did he do? He did a lot of sci-fi producers. Yeah, pro- well, yeah, he also produced It Came From Outer Space and yeah. uh, Tarantula. But I know him better as the... Always in shadow, reporter in Citizen Kane. That's right. Yes, he was a member. He was a part of Orson Welles' company. That's right. Screenplay by Harry Essex. Lots of stuff. Arthur A. Ross. Lots of stuff. Story by Maurice Maurice Sim. Lots of stuff. I'm not... These people literally have hundreds of credits. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit there and pan through them finding the one thing that everyone would know. I'm not doing it. <laughs> if it doesn't say it at the top of their bio, I'm not mentioning it. That's right. You're listening to this show on the internet right now, so look it up. That's right. care that much. Jeez. <laughs> you just told them not to listen to this. Just go look it just up. Just go look it up. I'll hit pause and go look it up if you can't listen and... Google at the same time. I'm not your dad. Hey, no one listened to Steve at this point. Please continue to listen to our show for all of your movie info needs. <laughs> you slipped into character to reprimand me. That was a power move. Of course. That it's was... the only time you fucking listen. Anyway. <laughs> Starring Richard Carlson as Dr. David Reed. You guys know Richard Carlson. He's that scientist hero from the 1950s. <laughs> In movies like this. In like this, and it came from outer space, and Tarantula, and a whole bunch of other... Uh, Julie Adams is Kay Lawrence. Kay has done a shit stuff. I'm not Kay. Her name's not Kay. What's wrong with me? Julie. Her name's Julie. Um, She is well known for this part, probably because a lot of boomers rushed home and jerked off because they saw a woman in 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 a bathing suit. Yeah... She but, sure was I mean, pretty. She had a long career. She did a lot of movies. She did a lot of TV. Richard Denning as Mark Williams, same deal. Antonio Moreno as Dr. Carl Maia. And you'll know him from The Searchers. And I was pleasantly de- surprised to find out that this is not a brown face casting. Yeah, that's right. Um, he plays he plays uh, a, a doctor from South America, and they managed to find someone that was of Spanish descent. Um, or I think he's from Mexico. He did a lot of work. I mean, his his bi- his biography is huge. He did tons and tons of silent... Um, Nestor Paiva as Captain Lucas... Um, people know him from Zorro. Wit Bissell as Dr. Edwin Thompson. Lots of stuff. Bernie Gozier as Z. Couldn't find anything. <laughs> Henry A. Escalante as Chico. Lots of stuff. Perry Lopez Thomas. Lots of stuff. <laughs> Ro- Rod Redwing as Luis. Lots of stuff. Sidney Mason as Dr. Mato- Matos. Lots of stuff. Ben Chapman as Gilman on Land. As Steve stole this from me during his trivia. <laughs> I didn't tell you who the guy who played him on land was. I told you who the guy who played him in the water was. Yeah, because the land guy you didn't give a shit about. That's right. Okay. And Riku Browning as the Gilman underwater. And he went on to be the co-executive co-creator of Flipper. Oh, good for him. He got his money. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Music by Henry Mancini. Yes, that one. <laughs> Henry Mancini from Breakfast Breakfast Tiffany's? Yes. Henry Mancini from the Pink Panther? Yes. He did he contributed to the score. Hans J. Salter contributed to the store score. Herman Stein contributed to the score. And a whole bunch of stock music oh, contributed yeah. to the store score. And also, the main score for the Gilman, I hope you like that sting, because <laughs> you're gonna hear it about ninety times during this movie. 
and in subsequent other horror movies that used it. Oh, yeah. Cinematography, William E. Snyder, lots of stuff. Edited by Ted J. Kent, I don't know, didn't have anything. Production company, Universal Pictures. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Why come is it that Universal has this whole Universal monster thing? How come? Because the... Cause they... Yeah, why come Why come Warner Brothers doesn't have, like, the Warner Brothers monsters lineup? How, well, how come, why for, does United Artists doesn't have the United Artists creepy group? Ooh. Why is it the Universal has Universal monsters? Because because Universal did it first, and they trademarked all the makeup and character designs, so nobody else could do it, and people thought that's what Frankenstein looked like. And every and when they did their own Frankenstein that didn't look like that, people got really, really, really mad. And they were like, that's not Frankenstein. What the fuck are you hey, people trying to pull? Hey, does everyone want the real reason? Yeah, tell me the real reason. <laughs> tell me the real... Yes, give us the real reason, Master, please. I'm dying over here. Universal at the beginning, of when it first started, because Universal is one of the oldest Hollywood movie studios. Yes. Right? And they made lots of stuff. They made lots and lots and lots of movies. But what they were known for, what they became famous for, was monster movies. Mm. And that's what... Those monster movies kept Universal going for decades. Creature for the Black Lagoon came around because they said, hey, it's 1950s and we need another monster movie. Well, let's make it in 3D. And uh, let's just make something out of whole cloth. Why not? We've, we've run through the gamut of all the other... You know, the Wolfman and the <laughs> Invisible Dude and all those other guys. Why don't we just do... Like, make one up. And so they said, oh, that sounds cool. And you guys, unless you haven't realized it, Universalists have been continuing to make monster movies in order to support themselves. Yeah. Want another monster movie that they made? Jaws. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> How about this one? Jurassic Park. All of them. Those are just monster movies, guys. So that's why Universal is no has that Universal, you know, it's too bad about the Dark Universe, guys. You just didn't put any thought into it. Um, <laughs> you have to make good movies first, folks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Distributed by Universal Pictures. Release date, March 5th, 1954. Running time, a blessed 79 minutes. Oh, beautiful. Budget unknown. Ooh, spooky. Box office, $1.3 million. Adjusted for inflation, $12.3 million. So, Steve. Yes, yes, master. Are you ready to go to the icky swamp or uh, what's supposed to be the Amazon but actually looks like a back lot that you, you, Universal <laughs> no, Studios no, you're ruining is the also illusion. possibly stock footage from a swamp in, in, I don't know, Florida someplace? <laughs> well, if it were Florida, it would be much scarier than the Amazon. Why, why is that? You don't like Florida? Florida. I love Florida. People, aren't people aren't meant to live there, master. It is a why? swamp. It has been reclaimed swampland. It what is about a... the native peoples that lived there before the white settlers? Uh, they Are were you in telling the them they can't part. live in Florida? They... There's good fishing there. They were in the livable An parts. An alligator could feed the whole tribe for a week. Why you <laughs> racist i'm finding this out now okay mr ho someday you you'll find hugging son of a bitch okay mr someday you'll find another ugly disgusting hunchback who will love you for who you are not anymore ah. now that i know this how am i supposed to sell you to anybody you? hey excuse me lovely little hunchback <laughs> lady okay, go i have ahead. a friend he has some bad he's got some bad views about the indigenous Listen. people but other no, than that, no. he's nice. Don't you put your bullshit on me, master. You just said no one should live in Florida. I said 
You're taking my words out of context. You just said it, the one. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. No one should live in Florida ever. And, I'm, and the people, and the other native people who didn't live in Florida were looking at the Florida natives and going, what the fuck are you doing? Get out okay, of there. We, okay, sorry. Can we move on? I just want to say we're going to watch the movie. That was... I mean, we're going to re do the recap, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Can we put this behind us? <laughs> We'll pretend it never happened. Perfect, like most of our relationship. Anyway, oh. I still haven't fought, forgotten the fuck up. I asked for a DVD. You bring back a monster. I'm, I don't I'm get very it. sorry. We have look. I rented it for you on Amazon. Look. Oh, Amazon. I didn't even plan that. Look. Oh, ah, you're so clever. I'm so hey, funny. anyway, let's you and I suppress our anger at each other <laughs> and trudge into the Amazon to find an icky bottom-dwelling fishman in the world of creature from the Black Lagoon, Steve. <laughs> say the words and take it away. Okay, I'm going to speak in my normal voice now. Um, okay. Uh, well, you know, if there's one thing I love, and Jason, I think you know this, it is a cheesy monster movie that begins with a depiction of the creation of the universe. That's right. I, oh, boy. There's nothing that turns me on more than, oh, they're going to start when with the creation of the universe? When you're super afraid that your script has, like, evolution in it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's remind people that God created the universe. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it starts with an invocation of the book of Genesis and a, a very charming, quaint, 1950s B special effect presentation of the creation of the universe and the creation That's of the right. planet Earth. And then the whole deal is, yeah, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth cooled and it took a really long time and then there were some weird like creatures on it. millions of years and stuff. Yeah, and, then there, and there were some... We go way back. Oh yeah, they go all the way back to the beginning and and uh, then there, and there, there, you know, some weird creatures appeared on it and some of them are still here to this day in the, the hidden That's parts right. that haven't been explored by humans. So, okay, right. gotcha. Like the universal backlot. Yes, exactly. All those pools in the universal backlot. <laughs> All those beautiful water tanks have been completely untouched. So they're like, hey, we believe in God and we believe in evolution. Just shut up already. It didn't matter that everyone in the movie theater was there for two reasons. To see the Gill Man maybe get, get some from an, a lady in a bathing suit and also three. Exactly. Nobody cared. You could have literally said fuck God at the beginning and no one did just get past that get to the story <laughs> I want him to grow first <laughs> the narrator could have been like we live in a godless universe and the people <laughs> would have been just like munching popcorn like oh cool okay yeah whatever yeah well, well the 3D's awesome yeah <laughs> So we cut to, or dissolve into, a tent. Yeah, that's right. And that's where we meet Doc, Dr. Maya. Dr. Maya, yeah. He is leading a, a small expedition uh, yeah, looking for fossils. Chico, yeah, Tomas, Luis, Harpo. <laughs> <laughs> they all have bowl cuts. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and they're they're, they're yeah. looking for fossils. That's right, because that's where you find them. <laughs> right on the banks of the Amazon. Yeah, you find them in the Amazon. Yep, right next to the river. I don't want to go into why that's hard anyway, so why we fight? They find, or and speaking of fossils, my God, they find a hell of a fossil. They find like an entire arm just sticking out of a rock face. 
And just like fossils do, yeah, right? Exactly. It's not encased in any kind of rock. It's just sticking they didn't right work out. on it for a long time, right? No. Yeah, it's just sticking right and, out. Right? And then Dr. Maya does what every paleontologist worth their salt does, and he just preserve the site. <laughs> no. Make sure that everything's marked no, out. Oh man, he... make sure that every single thing that's around the body is noted. No, any kind no. of flora, fauna. They find pollen grains, all that stuff. No. Any fish that's located. Dude, no. They don't. They no, slowly just... and meticulously over a period of years extract the rest of it from the matrix that it's sitting no, in? No, he just grabs the arm and he snaps it right off. <laughs> and he says, I'm taking this back to the Institute. And the guys are like, okay, uh, whatever. Wow. He are just, we getting paid? He just broke it right off. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and so then he rushes off to Instituto del something. Yeah. Del science guys. And he's on a boat and he takes his boat out to another boat. And that's where we meet Julie. Yeah, Kay. Super pretty Julie. Yeah, she's just. Oh, no, yeah, that's yeah, Julie. That, yeah, sorry. Kay. Her name's Kay. She's just hanging. She's hanging out on like a little, you know, like a, a, bar, a barge. Women like, can't scuba dive. No, but men can. And that's what's going on right now. Her, her boyfriend. Yeah. Is is doc is Doctor David Reed and he's down there scuba diving and then we get what we get a lot of in this movie, don't we? Steve? Yeah, some good old fashioned. Although I guess it wasn't old fashioned back then. Underwater photography. A oh, lot of it. yeah, you like you like to see too, people swimming. Too much of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you want to watch a guy, a white dude swim around, great because that's what we get. And then he's coming up and he's like, "What is he doing?" He's like, "Well, he's he's trying to prevent the bends because he's like forty feet down." Exactly. And and then he comes up and he goes, "Hi, I'm Doctor I'm Doctor David Reed, science hero." And he's like, "Hi, I we all know each other. You took classes. We're friends. We're friends, right?" Yeah, yeah. And and the uh, Doctor Maya is like, "God, you look gorgeous." To to David, <laughs> he's like, "God, you know, scientists shouldn't yeah. look like you." Jesus Christ, look at you, man. You don't look any older than when you were my student. Holy shit, you look amazing. Like, Are you? Do you work out? God, do you do sit-ups or something? Look at that. Are you two together? Because if you're not, I know a place on the beach. You're right there. It's it's great fish, margaritas. And let me tell you that... Did I say too much? I know it's 1954, but I don't care. Let me tell you, the people there are very open-minded. They won't care. We can be as we are, David. Come with me. Come with me, David. Is there a reason you're on my boat? Is there a reason you're on my boat, Dr. Maya? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And he shows him a picture of the fossil arm that he snapped off. That's right, and Dr. David Reed's nipples get yeah, hard. Oh boy. And he's like, We gotta go investigate this. We're gonna talk to Dr. Mark Williams. Right? Yeah, they go to talk and, and and he's like, Oh yeah, this is a big deal. This is this could be like a major find. We have to go dig this fucker out. Yeah, and he's got big fish tanks in his office. Yeah. Filled with sharks and stuff. <laughs> He, that way we know he's an ichthyologist. He likes, he, he's, he's a doctor, and he's all about the fish. That's right. He's a fish doctor man. And he's like, hey, this will be good. What a great find this will be. We'll make so much money. Yeah. Right? That remember that. And it becomes like, important to his character. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's not really in it for the science as much as the Meanwhile, money. Meanwhile, at night, the gill man comes by to borrow a cup of sugar and then accidentally kills everybody in the camp. Oops. Yeah. And, they, and this is where we, you know, it's actually kind of a clever technique where the first part of the gill man that we saw, I mean, the, so far we've just seen the arm of the fossil. So the only part of yeah. him that we really see on screen at this point is his arm. And we just see his arm well, like reaching actually, into... Well, actually what we saw was a hand that came up out of the water yeah. and kind of scritchy scratch on the bank. 
tank yeah. and then go back underneath the water. And we're like, oh, well, that's no. not good. That looks just like the thing he just snapped out of the side of the mountain. That's right. And then he grabs him by the face. Yeah. And then he fucks him up. Yeah, he said, you need a permit to put a tent up here. You didn't. Where's your paperwork? <laughs> we take that kind of shit seriously down here. And then we cut to the boat. What's the boat's name, Steve? Uh, Rita. The Rita. Rita. Yes. Who's the captain? The captain is Captain Lucas. That's right. He's a funny yeah, guy. Yeah, right? he, he knows all about how everything in the Amazon will kill you, and he thinks it's hilarious. And he likes scaring alligators. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, look, I scared the alligator. Look at the horror. Look at him run. Oh, fuck you, alligator. Yeah. And someone said, how come there are alligators in the Amazon? What? Shut up. Why are there alligators in the Amazon? Shut up. What? Did they come here? Did someone release them? And they're just kind of running? Because alligators are native only to uh, North America. Florida and coastal areas, you know, Mississippi. Hey, look at those piranha. Huh? <laughs> what do you think of that? Ooh, look at them go. Anyway, so we get to spend more time with Dr. Reed, uh, girlfriend. Is she a doctor? I, they never really say. say anything? I mean, she, 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 her and David are described as colleagues. I don't okay. know if they ever say she's a doctor, but she seems to know something about something. Right. Dr. Williams, Dr. Maya, and a new guy, Dr. Thompson. Don't get it done. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> you know there's a reason why they, they pack so many characters onto the boat in a movie like this. <laughs> so they show up and they're like, yippee. And Dr. Maya's like, Thomas, Louis, Chico. Beppo, Rimrod, <laughs> where are you? I'm going to dock your almost no pay if you don't show up. <sighs> but and they're all looking around and they find the tent. Yeah, and they're all dead. They're all fucked oh, up. God. Say, it could be a panther. It could be a panther. Yeah. And they're like, oh. Yeah, oh. a panther that chokes people to death. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. And then, and then they, I guess they just chuck the bodies in the river. That's right. And Circle of life. That's just the way it goes. You don't get attached. That's how we do things here in South America. We throw them to the piranha. <laughs> and the alligators. Shut, shut up. Yes, God. <laughs> we have caimans here. We don't have. Sh- sh- what are you? Some kind of bi. Oh, you are a biologist. Okay, never mind. Yeah, you're a biologist. That's right. So now they go back to the rock face and he says, it's in here. Let's start digging. And then they d- take shovels and pickaxes and just start hacking into <laughs> they just, that they fuck that thing, rock face up which is not how paleontology no, works no and surprisingly after eight days of hacking away at the rock they haven't found anything that's right they are sifting through the rock saying well we can always i guess glue it back together if it's in here <laughs> i, I haven't found any pulverized remains of that intact skeleton we would have destroyed if it was there that's right. Yeah. And then one of them says science shit. Yeah. He says maybe part of the... A more, even more implausible thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because when you think about it, it's like, does that make any sense? I don't think it does. Nope. But he says... He says... Yeah, go ahead. Maybe we'll find more rocks at the bottom of the lagoon down downstream. Right. Because that's a good place to excavate for fossils. Is at the bottom of a of lagoon. Lake. Yeah. Well, and, and not only that, but uh, sharp-eyed viewers will note that uh, the angle at which the fossilized arm was sticking out of the rock face would, would tend to suggest that the rest of the skeleton was right inside that rock face behind where the exactly. arm was found. So the doctor's idea right. of, well, maybe a bunch of these rocks broke off and floated downstream doesn't really make sense. No, because the rocks would be the right there. The rocks would be right there. So the doctor's uh-huh. just full of shit, and I think he just wants to visit the lagoon because he heard it was nice. No, he didn't hear it was nice because the captain comes in and says, oh, yeah, we call that Black Lagoon. It's a paradise. Or at least someone would call it a paradise if anyone who ever went there ever came back. <laughs> oh, so 
we shouldn't go there. Let's go there. I'll take you. Get on the <laughs> boat. And so they go. <laughs> We're going. Uh-huh. So they... they they go into the lagoon, and um, they're now ho- now more diving, but with two guys now. Right? That's right, because they need to find out if, if what they're looking for is there. They need to go down and take soil samples yeah. and stuff. Dr. Reed and, and, and Dr. Williams go down, and they're swimming around for half the movie's running time, and one of them grabs a plant. Yeah. Another one grabs some rocks. And uh, I would like to point out at this point that Dr. Williams, who grabs the rocks, is an ichthyologist, not a paleontologist. Or a geologist yeah. at this point. Yeah, they could have they, so, they could have thrown in like just one line of dialogue to explain that. Okay, he actually knows what he's looking for. Cause. Or maybe they could have, you know, strapped a scuba tank to uh, Doctor Maya and, and then shoved him in in the water, right? Yeah, but they didn't because in these movies, if you know something about any kind of science, you know about all the science. Oh, okay. There's they just scientists. <laughs> David gives gives um, Kay a plant. Why? As a token of his affection. Oh, okay. I guess. And he says, yeah, you were right about the rocks. Here's some rocks. And he's like, yippee. And it's like, how do you know any of what you just said? How do you know that? <laughs> You're just, you just looked. You didn't test him for anything yet. And then Kay says, oh, what was it like down there? And he's like, it was like another world. He's like, I would like to go down there. Women can't swim. <laughs> Don't you get in that water, woman. Stand there and look pretty. He's like, but I'm wearing my specially made bathing suit just for this movie that shows almost all my legs. And he's like, shut up. We're going to go down there and do man science things. You just stay up here. Yeah. She's like, I don't have to listen to them. And she dives into the water and she swims around. And guess who sees her doing it? <gasps> the creature. And the creature gets a boner or he's something. He's like, hey, who is that? And he's swimming around her and trying to touch her and stuff. And she's looking around. She doesn't panic. She doesn't get scared at any point. No. But the men, when they see her swimming uh, about... I don't know, 25 yards away from the boat, freak out <laughs> You're too far to the away, point which they're starting up the boat to come and get her because she's too far away from the boat. That's, that right? is a little, she's, she, yeah, she's literally like 100 feet away and the guys don't are like, understand? pull up the anchor. Your vagina will fall out if you get too far away from the boat. We've got to go get her. Okay. All of them scramble up on deck. She comes swimming back. She climbs, gets on the deck and they're like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? What are you, anything? Okay, so there was no perceived threat right now. That's right. Yeah, the, the creature was there, but they didn't know that. Like you dickheads just spent two hours swimming around the bottom of the lagoon. If there's anything wrong, it's and they're like, shut up. Fuck you. We didn't know where you were, and we got we got scared. <laughs> now, is there a love triangle? Does Mark love her too, or something? I can't remember. I don't think so. Okay. I don't, I don't remember there. I mean, maybe it was it was there, but I didn't really pick up on that. Mark is just sort of like Mark is like the greedy asshole. I don't think he's really like yeah. a, like a romantic right. com- competition. Exactly. So then I can't remember what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at some point, don't they? They, they're uh, a tree falls and they're trapped in the lagoon, right? No, that doesn't. Not until later. It's not until later. That's when they're trying to get out. Somebody dies. Who dies next? No, wait a minute. Kay, when Kay comes up, something's caught in the net. That's it. Oh, that's right. As soon as she comes up, the, something starts grabbing the boat. Yeah, and shaking the boat back and forth. And I saw what you did, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> 
thief. Couple of shots in here. <laughs> yeah. Couple of shots in here. Uh, surprisingly, turn up in Jaws for Weird. some reason. Weird. Yeah. So yeah, some, some, something gets caught in their in their underwater net, and it's really yanking on the the winch, and then suddenly it goes slack, and they pull it up, and whatever was in there has ripped a hole in the net and swum away. <gasps> and there's something in the net. <gasps> yeah, a little claw. Is it a claw? I think it's a claw because it looks like the claw, one of the claws on the end of the fossil hand they found. And they're like, oh no. Yeah, that's not good. I I guess the thing we're looking for is alive or something. I don't know. There's fossils swimming around down there. <laughs> and the captain's like, oh yeah, that reminds me. I heard this story about a fish man. Which, by the way, is what this inspired this story was a, at some fucking dinner party somewhere. Someone said to one of the producers to tell stories about a fish man. And he started feverishly jotting them down on a napkin. <laughs> oh, this is gold. Um... And so then they go, hey, oh, let's everybody go downstairs except Expendable One and Expendable One's brother. And I'm like, cool. And they go downstairs, and the gill man, who is not done being <laughs> angry because someone took this his new girlfriend away, climbs up on deck. Oh, boy. And kills a dude. Yes, he does. Yes, they he run does. Up, they run up on deck. They say, what happened? And Expendable One's brother said, just grab him and throw him in water. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, we got to do something, right, Steve? Yeah, we got to go find this this thing whatever it is and kill it yeah well that's what mark says mark mark has mark has his spear gun that's right and he's yeah. like i'm gonna kill it hey mark why do you have a spear gun yeah I just it's it's my second amendment right mark we came out here to expedite uh, you know to to uh, get a fossil were you gonna shoot the fossil with the spear gun i came out here to do what i knew you lily livered baby scientists also, wouldn't have the guts why to did do we bring scuba gear uh, so that we could swim Underwater. For the paleontological site that's on land. Why don't we bring scuba gear? And also the spear gun. What, what did you have planned, Mark? <laughs> you you just worry about your business and you let Mark worry about Mark business. Okay, fine, whatever. Uh, Mark, why do you want to kill this thing? Uh, oh, that's right. Because he doesn't care if it's alive or dead. It All I money. care about is the fine. I'm going to bring it back and the, be rolling in the dough. And David Reed's like, you can't kill it. We need to study it some more. Oh, I can kill it. <laughs> no, no. I said no kill. Don't kill it. He's like, I'm, I'm, gonna I'm kill doing it. it. I'm killing it. And he goes down into the water with his spear gun and he spears it. Yeah. Take that, creature who was minding its own business. Oh, wait, no. First thing they do is they go down and try to take pictures of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then it attacks them while, they're, uh, while, they're, while, yeah. while David is photographing it. Yeah. And David takes pictures of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> And everyone thinks that David and Mark yeah. are crazy. And cool, he's like, cool. I'll prove you that I'm not crazy. I'm going to kill that kill man. I'm going to bring him back. You'll see. And then they go down there. And then he spears the kill man. Yeah. Right? And then they come back. There's a lot of going into the water and coming back on the boat. And all of those scenes have 15-minute sequences where they just kind of swim around. Right. Because they try several plans to try to, to capture or kill the kill man. And it's, uh, nothing quite works. Right, so the next plan is uh, dynamite? No, we have drugs. Yeah, they're going to... <laughs> they're going to poison the water. So the captain says, yeah, we pour this powder into the water and it, makes all, it paralyzes all the fish and they just float up to the surface and then we eat those fish. <laughs> oh, and you get paralyzed too? What? No, <laughs> shut up. No, 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 so we don't eat the fish, we sell the fish and then it's somebody <laughs> else's problem. <laughs> so then they pour all of these drugs, they mix them, they pour all of these drugs into the water. <laughs> into the water. And then they fill the lake with dead fish, or they're paralyzed fish, I guess. Yeah, that's what they say. 
the monsters still don't come up. It don't work. Nope. So, um, underwater sequence, I think? I don't really Yeah, <laughs> no, and then, well, doesn't, uh, the, the, the creature comes on the boat. Does he? Yeah, the, remember, he comes on the boat, but then he sees a lantern and he doesn't like the light. Oh, that's right. He doesn't like the lantern and he, and he like, pushes it and then he jumps out the boat. Yeah, and then they, they get, they catch him for a second in, in the spotlight. Right. Yeah. And they, then they swim out to where he was and he's like, oh, he's gone. And then they, is that when they discover his cave? I think so. Yeah, yeah. They, they see him with the spotlight and they go after him and they find that like under the water it leads there's a passage that leads to a cave right and uh they see his footprints yeah and then that's when he kills somebody else doesn't he no he goes back to the boat right the creature while, while they're looking at his cave the creature goes back to the boat right yeah and then uh he kills somebody he kills somebody else and then he he, he passes out because i guess the the poison took that long oh, the to poison takes him. him over and now they've got yeah. him captured and they yeah. make a bamboo thing for him and they stick him in the bamboo thing and they're like ha ha we got you yeah we're gonna king kong this fucker now we're gonna leave and we're gonna put dr no consequence in charge of it okay so dr thompson's there and he's supposed to be looking out over him right right and then the gill man goes well bam motherfucker and he pops right up out of the thing and he fucks up dr thompson but dr oh, thompson grabs a lantern and it smashes and he the gill man catches on fire and dr Thompson catches on fire and yeah. the Gilman jumps into the water. And then we cut to down below decks and, and Dr. Thompson's all bandaged up. Yeah. And they're like, so we need to leave now, right? Because he's got third degree burns and we're in a tropical environment and he's going to die. And they're like, no. <laughs> no, well, because he doesn't get an infection, he'll be fine. And I'm like, no, he won't. No, he'll, he's he will dead. not be yeah. fine. <laughs> it's You can't just leave him laying there like that. He's not going to be <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah okay now, and this is where they try to leave and they notice that there's a tree in the way is it i think so yeah and and yeah is it mark dead before that Duh, is he or does mark die no well no i think no mark dies when uh they they the first time when they go out to try to clear the tree does right he? right i can't remember steve <laughs> I've seen this movie like nine times. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I and think they all they, of this middle part gets jumbled together. They discover that they can't get out, and then David and Mark go into the water. Right. And that's when the creature kills Mark. Right. Yeah. And then they go back in the boat. Yeah. And they're talking, and then the creature reaches through the window and is going to grab Dr. Thompson, who's having a freak out because yeah. he can't talk and his face is bandaged up. But thankfully, they, they, they see him and they're like, nope. And then the monster destroys their boat, their little boat, their their skiff, their yeah. rowboat, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, if we could only wrap the chain around the tree, we could back up and pull the tree out of the way and then we could escape. And they're like, yeah, but the monster. And then they go, hey, do you have any more of that drug? And he's like, no, only a little. And they go, well, what if we put it into one of the pressurized tanks and I can squirt it at him because it just, I'm going to dope him up and then we can get out of here. I'll just wrap the chain around it and we'll get out. And they're like, that's a great idea. And so then they cut to the doctor mixing it up in a pitcher like lemonade. <laughs> and it appears that he has a lot of that drug left. Yeah, like more than he said that he had. Right, like more than they poured into the lake earlier. Right. He was like, oh, we have a little left. So oh. he does it, and then um, Do Dr. Reed's going to go into the water, and he's going to spray the the goof juice on the gill man, and he's going to knock him out, and, then he's, and that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, the end. The end. He does it. They get the chain. They they pull out. They pull the, the, the tree out of the way. They're like, yippee, and the gill man's like, I feel so good. <laughs> And he grabs his girlfriend and he dives off the boat. Uh -oh. Right. Oh, that's the man. We were just about to leave. And he takes her to a cave and lays her down. And then Dr. Reed and Dr. Maya, Maya. right? Yeah. Go after them. Right. And, uh, and Reed, Reed, Reed 
shoots him with the spear gun. Yeah, Reed shoots him with the spear gun. He goes wandering off. I can't remember because remember, one of the dudes tries to attack him with a machete and Is that's that... what it was. Yeah. Okay, so one of the dudes tries to attack him with a machete and he kills that dude. Yeah. Right? And then, and he's with, <laughs> everything's getting mixed up. He's with, that doesn't fucking matter. He's with, he's with, he's with Kay and then he dies and then um, Dr. Reed shows up and he's like, bang, bang. He shoots him like 900 times in the cave and then he comes out of the cave and he shoots him like a couple more times and then the monster goes fuck this and he goes into the water and then he dies the end yeah take that you innocent creature we don't know if they ever escape we don't know if they get attacked by alligators we don't know what happens he's the, the gill man is dead he just floats down and there's blood coming out of him and all he wanted was a little love action from that woman yeah have a good that day maybe everybody kill about five or six other guys yeah, and that's the happy ending. And if you guys are like, you really messed up this plot, guess why? It's coming up in the next part. <sighs> so, Steve, how do you feel about this super creepy, goopy, wet monster <laughs> movie, Creature from the Black Lagoon? Oh, it's so scary. Was it? In a strangely alluring way. Was uh, it? No, okay, so listen. <laughs> okay. Like like we mentioned earlier, this was of of the sort of classic like pantheon of Universal monsters. Gilman was the the last to be introduced, and, last one to join the party. Yeah, and he was and and he was also the first and only one to be introduced after World War II. The other ones were introduced pre World or well, Wolfman right. was was right at the beginning of World War II, but right uh, po- the only post World War II Universal classic monster. And watching this movie is interesting because it gives you sort of a glimpse of how how the Universal Monsters series might have looked if it had lasted a little longer because it kind of peters out in the 50s. Um, for a little while. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, I mean, yeah, they still, like Universal still made monster movies, but but the, the Gilman movies were the last of the ones that were sort of considered like, ah, uh, Universal Monsters, you know? Right, right, right. Um, so it's because it's very much like the earlier Universal Monster movies, and it's also a lot different than they are. And it's it's really, oh, yeah. it's a really interesting sort of glimpse at what might have been the if the series had continued. The first non-Gothic Absolutely. Uh, you Universal are, Monster movie. You are reading my mind. I have that no, in my I'm notes. Sorry. That's, that, no, no, it's I great. I thought they took my pills for that. You, I told you to stay out of my head, master. I'm trying, goddammit. Goddammit. I miss a dose. Yeah, this, no, but, but it's true. The, the earlier films in the franchise, for the most part, especially the Draculas and the Frankensteins and, and the Wolfman films, were riffs on gothic horror. And, and Creature from the Black Lagoon is right down to its bones a 1950s monster movie uh the setting is contemporary it's not set in some weird sort of hazy amalgam of the past and the present where you're not quite sure what year it's supposed to be right um it takes place in the amazon not in the sort of generic europe that the universal horrors took place in in the the 30s and 40s. There's no, like, little European village and no castle or anything like that. He's the first New World one, too. Yes, absolutely. It takes place, the bulk of it takes place in South America. Actually, I think it all takes place in South America. Um, Yeah. And and, uh, that reliance, or you might even say over-reliance on underwater photography gives the film a look and a style that that is very very different from the right. older universal horror films which were all very they, they were shot on sound stages and were very stagey and it, uh, for all of the things you could say that made them great they you know this movie looks a lot different in a lot of different ways and there's also the way that the monster 
is portrayed. In, in one way, the portrayal of Gilman is a natural continuation of the sympathetic portrayals of the monsters, like the Wolfman and Frankenstein. They were very sympathetic monsters. We were invited to sort of feel for them and empathize with them. But unlike those films, Creature from the Black Lagoon places almost all of the responsibility for the death and destruction that happens on the human characters. Uh, the Wolfman didn't ask to become a werewolf, and he doesn't really want to hurt anyone, at least when he's in his human form. But he is a threat who is running around a village at night killing people. So, like, it's, right. it's sad that they have to hunt him down and kill him, but you can kind of see why they would feel the need to do that. But Gilman is just minding his own business in the Amazon. He's yeah. he's not hurting anyone. He's just chilling out in his lagoon, and right. then humans invade his territory. And yes, he goes on the offensive. Yes, he kills people. Yes, and and he abducts Kay. And yes, he's he's scary. Like he is a, a threatening presence. But he's reacting to the presence of the humans. Like if the humans right. hadn't come to him, nobody would have gotten hurt. Um, but then again, another thing that makes the film so interesting is that most of the human characters characters are not portrayed as evil even though it's 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 told in such a way as the humans and their presence are what is responsible for the, the the carnage most of the human characters aren't evil except for mark who is the one who really just wants to kill the creature and take him back to get to, to get paid and become right. famous the other human characters don't really seem to wish Gilman any particular harm uh even after he starts killing people, they mostly just want to get out of there. They, you know, they they they're not they're more worried about escaping with their lives than they are about well, killing until Gilman. Mark, he didn't kill any white people. Oh well, that's then once <laughs> Mark's dead, they're like, we need to get out of here. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go. And we yeah. just thought he liked dark meat, but now he's coming after us too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if he's gonna threaten us, then this is over. If he doesn't um, recognize our our obvious superiority, then we're fucked. Uh, you know, the people down here, uh, you know, you, <laughs> you make friends with them and this is what happens. That's why you That's can't... That's a joke. That's not true. It's not yeah, true at yeah, all. You can't take your thumb off of them for a second. Uh, yeah, so... and, and But... The, the hero of the piece, or at least the nominal hero of the piece, David, uh, repeatedly expresses a sympathetic view of the creature. He repeatedly says, we, we don't have to kill it. We shouldn't kill it. You know, it's just, we should study it. He wants to capture it. He doesn't have a completely, like, enlightened view. He wants to capture it and study it for science, but he doesn't want to kill it. And ultimately, at the very end, David stops the others from from finishing the creature off. It's been shot several times and it's sort of lurching toward the, the water. Yeah, and it's bleeding. It's got and, holes in Yeah, it. and he, puts, he pushes the guy's rifle down and he's like, let him go. Like, he knows he's finished. He's like, just let right. him go. Let him return to the water, you know. Um, so, yeah, it has a, it has a, the, the portrayal of, of the creature and, and of the relationship and the, the, the levels of responsibility between the creature and the human characters is, is, is sort of similar but different to, to previous Universal um, monster films. And, yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's a lot of underwater photography. And not all of it is good, and there is a lot of it that just feels repetitive. It's like, oh, look, yeah. there's scuba diving again. <laughs> but some of those shots, especially the shots of Gilman, are really effective and, and help to make this, I think, one of the most visually impressive of the Universal Monster movies. Uh, the shots of Gilman swimming underwater, especially when he's swimming beneath Kay while she's doing the backstroke and he's underneath her mirroring her movements. Those are just gorgeous shots and they're scary at the same time because we have been, we've established that the creature is a threat. So there's tension, but their body yeah. language, their swimming is so elegant and it's just, it's a really beautiful shot that also uh -huh. is kind of scary. Um, and the performance of the movie 
in my mind, is Rico Browning as Gilman in the underwater scenes. He is so amazing. Uh, he has such form and grace as he swims under the water in the lagoon, and he, his body language, he, he seems completely credible as the creature. Like, you believe that this is, that this creature is a real thing, and that he really lives in the water, and he completely sells the, the, the reality of the creature, which is really important for the movie. Um, right. So despite how much fun they are, there is this thread of, of cynicism that runs through most of the Universal Monster movies. In these movies, it's usually people that ruin everything. In Frankenstein yep. and the Invisible Man, it's through science, it's tampering with forces humans were never meant to try to control. And in Creature from the Black Lagoon, it's humans encroaching on nature. We're told over and over again that the Amazon is an ancient place, that animals live here, right. that have been unchanged changed by evolution for millions of years and in come these human scientists mostly well-meaning and they ruin everything like they trample over everything they poison the water they get themselves killed they disrupt the habitat of the creature and ultimately they kill him at least until the sequel as far as we know by yeah. the end of this movie they've killed Gilman uh, so that they can escape from a place that they never should have been in the first place. So yeah, it's it's a really entertaining and 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 in certain ways thoughtful departure from the Universal Monster franchise's glory years. Uh -huh. uh, but it's also a really fine example of what made those years so glorious to begin with. So I really really like this movie, and that's all I have to say about that. Yay, my turn. Talk. Well, Steve liked to point out all the positives of the movie. <laughs> I guess it's up to me to point out all the negatives of the film. Yay. I'm gonna say this first. I like this movie. I like goofy, dumb, stupid monster movies. And as far as goofy, dumb, stupid monster movies go, this one is pretty good. This one has got some money behind it. It kicked off a whole new genre of goopy monsters attacking people in the 1950s. Great. That being said... <laughs> oh boy, is it, is it hard to stay awake watching this movie now. I've seen it a lot of times. It doesn't affect me. It's not scary. It's not a scary movie. Gilman's neat, neat costume. Way before anything else that come anything um, uh, prior. Full body costume, awesome looking. He's got a gulpy face. His his gills move. He's derpy. He's a derpy. <laughs> he's a derpy monster. He's got permanent derp face. Lots. What I find a lot of people doing with this movie is they're putting things on the monster that I don't think are necessarily there. People have said the swimming sequence between him and, and Kay is very sensual. And I'm like, who hurt you with a fish? I did not see that. While I appreciate the shot and I appreciate the talent in it, if anyone was watching that going, I want to fuck that fish. No. <laughs> Bad, the producers have even alluded going. to it that it's kind of sensual because this is like her and the monster are kind of having sex except she's apparently not aware that she's doing that but I guess the monster is I don't know there's a lot of this is a very simple straightforward movie people go to the Amazon monster fucking kills them they kill the monster in the end not a whole lot of I mean if you really want to take it there's the whole argument between uh, Dr. Reed and Dr. Williams about keeping things alive or you know killing them you know science at any cost whatever as a commercial venture that's not important. What's important is ladies in a bathing suit and there's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. And you get that. You get that. You get the monster. You get and if you saw it in the 1950s, you got 3D, right? Yeah. You got a bathing suit. But what you also bought with your ticket was extraordinarily long shots of underwater sequences of people swimming. And that's why we got all mixed up in the plot, because there's so much <laughs> of it, I, I think we're going to go bonkers. So while I appreciate the film on a technical level, doing things that had never done before, the amount of effort it took to actually get a guy into that suit, how much work went into the suit. 
how much work went into those the makeup and special effects. It's only a notch or two above the level of quality that you were getting from a lot of the other monster movies at the time. When they were on a set, you knew they were on a set. When they were in the back lot, you knew they were in the back lot. Yeah. These characters are the same characters you've seen in a lot of other movies. Was it a little bit more philosophical? Yes, but you know which one was more philosophical for me was the movie they made before this, which it came from outer space. Oh, yeah, I think that's a, a, a much better movie than this, for sure. That one is a much better movie, has a much more uh, stronger uh, philosophical argument that's being made during it. This one is Goopy, Mo- Goopy Monster Kills People. And while I appreciate that, I'm just a fair warning to people who did not see it beforehand. I know that there are people who absolutely love this movie, and there are lots of reasons to love this movie. I agree with you. It can't possibly be the script, which is dumb, dumber than a box of herring. It cannot be the portrayal of science, <laughs> which is completely wrong. It has to be there's a scary monster with permanent derp face that's killing people, and that's that's cool. <laughs> there are a lot of great... That's what Predator is, oh, for yeah. the love of God. A, a scary monster with permanent derp face killing people. He knows he's got derp face. That's why he wears that mask all the time, that's Predator. Right. That's right. He's self-conscious about it. That's right. Yeah. So while I love this movie, is it scary? No. Is it gross? No. It, uh, do I care about the characters? Nope. <laughs> I would have preferred it if the monster killed everybody and then sank that ship. And the last shot of it is the ship sinking down to the bottom of the glue, the lagoon next to, I don't know, five or six other ships. Oh, man. Wouldn't that have been great? But they couldn't make that movie in 1954. Because we, despite the fact that we have to, you know, the stuff about we, we went into his home and fucked shit up, we're still kings, the king of the hill as far as humans go, as far as this movie is concerned. We still have to kill it at the end, right? Oh, yeah. The last shot is the dead monster. Yeah. That's right, the last, very last shot. So everyone knows, hey, he's not going to come out of your toilet and try to get you. He's dead. So I like it. But be prepared. Be prepared for a lot of swim. And if you like watching people swim, great. <laughs> but guys, I'm not, I can't like critique it for its script because its script is so 1950s horror sci-fi movie dialogue that it just kind of blends in with all the other ones that are just pretty much the same. There are only a few standouts from that era where you go, now that's a good script. We mentioned the other one. It came from outer space. Yeah. This one, they kind of relaxed a little bit. <laughs> and it didn't uh, didn't work on it nearly as hard. It was a movie that was clearly there to get butts and seats to watch the the goopy, and it worked. And if you're a little kid, maybe you'll be like, yeah, monster, and then fall asleep when those swimming around, right? <laughs> I so guess. Steve, I guess. Classic or not classic? <laughs> I I am going to go classic. I I would not rate it among the very best of the universal horrors. Like, I don't think it's Bride of Frankenstein, Invisible Man, Wolfman good. Yeah. Uh, but I do think it's very, very good. So I would, I'll go classic with it. I agree. I agree it's a classic. It's not as good as its predecessors, but it's still good. It's still fun. It's still fun, right? Absolutely. And I like, you know, so there you go. Classic. We agree, right, Steve? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to hell with you people want us to fight and, di- and disagree all the time. That's right. It's not what this show is. It's, 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 we're in this together. And we're not going to just right. pretend Steve to Steve and I. Yeah. We hug and kiss. That's right. Audio uh, right here in the show. Yeah. This is us. That's right. Uh, podcasting partners. That's right. God damn it. <laughs> and nothing you say is ever going to take it away from us. Well, until one of us dies. That's true. Anyway, and then it'll be gone um, forever. Oh, God. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, God. That's pretty scary, isn't it, folks? 
Oh, mortality. Ooh. Steve with no outlet to um, <laughs> unleash his hostility towards film. All, all of your loved ones are going to die and there's nothing you can do about it. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. We're going down. Okay. Stop it. And then you the sun's going it. to explode and obliterate all evidence we would ever hear. That's right. And then the universe will suffer heat death. Ooh. There's no escape. Everything will go to oblivion eventually and there's nothing you can do to prevent That's it. That's right. It'll become a vacant cold void of blood. Black holes sucking up nothing, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> Steve? Yes? Please tell me that you have a movie that you would like to not recommend. I do. I do. Um, this is another one of my patented not recommendations that could very easily be a recommendation. Oh, no. Because I know you love these. Um, All right, get it over with. The movie I am not recommending is a absolutely god-awful 1950s giant monster movie that, if watched with the right attitude, can be a lot of fun and a great, enjoyable drunk. experience. Yeah, drunk or with friends. You can do the Mystery Science Theater Accidentally thing. Accidentally drink a bottle of lidocaine. <laughs> oh, we watched it. Oh, shit. Look at that. Oh, I thought yeah. this was peppermint schnapps. What the hell? <laughs> That's why I drank the whole bottle of it. Um... Didn't read the label, nothing, just go gluck gluck. <laughs> just drink whatever is in front of your master, that's fine. Now I can't feel my mouth. <laughs> what is this I'm watching? Um, <laughs> so, the movie I'm not recommending is a is an absolutely <laughs> terrible film that is so bad that it actually comes around the other way and becomes kind of delightful, but you have to be in the right headspace for it. It's a, okay. it's a really shitty, it's an infamously shitty 1950s monster movie, and it's called The Giant Claw. Oh, The Giant a Claw! Lot of, Yay! I love The Giant Claw! A lot of... <laughs> a lot of people know about The Giant Claw because it is the film that features perhaps the most infamously awful special effect in the history of movies. A giant marionette bird attacks! <laughs> a giant marionette bird that attacks model planes on strings. Shoot the strings. <laughs> that, You'll kill him that way. Shoot his strings. And that's that's the monster. It's this and if you've never seen it, it's like it's this giant buzzard looking thing. It's got big googly a eyes and a long looking. neck. It looks like a cartoon. Yeah, it does. It's hilarious. And uh, I mean, it has the, the the cast of human characters is actually pretty good for a B movie like this. Uh, Jeff Morrow is in it. He was in a bunch of B movies like this, and he's a really solid actor. Um, Robert Shane is in it, um, who uh, you might know as he he played Inspector Henderson in the Adventures of Superman TV series, and he did a bunch of other like monster movies and low budget horror movies and stuff in the fifties. And so it's got a, a decent cast and. Uh, you know, it's it's actually not so terrible until that giant bird shows up, and then you're like, "Holy shit! This <laughs> this is the monster!" So yeah, if you watch it and you watch it in a mystery science theater kind of headspace, and you just want to have fun riffing on the bad movie, it's a ball. But if you're watching it expecting to see a good movie, like say the creature from the Black Lagoon, um, it's not that at all. It's one of the most infamously terrible movies ever made. Uh, but I can't say anything too bad about it, except that if you're looking for an actual good movie, I, I would not recommend that you watch The Giant Claw. So there you go. Okay, is it my turn now it's, for me to actually not recommend oh, something? Okay, go ahead. Do whatever you want. It's your time. Uh, okay, so as you guys know, I like to not recommend a 
movie from the same year as the movie that we just watched. And I'm going to make sure that it kind of is mad. It's going to be a not recommendation for a horror movie. It's going to be a not recommendation for a 3D movie. Ooh. And the movie that I'm not going to recommend is a movie called The Mad Magician. Oh. Ever heard of that, Steve? I don't think I have, actually. There's no reason for you to have heard about it. It is awful. It is a bad movie starring Vincent Price and Eva Gabor. A bad movie starring Vincent Price? Guess what it's about. Um, A magician of some kind. That's mad. That's right. Who struggles with madness. (laughs) It's It's not campy enough to be funny. I mean, Vincent Price, I could watch Vincent Price do just about anything. But I mean, not in this. I don't know. It's not. It's not. They ha- they leaned heavily onto 3D for this. And you know what a movie's like when they lean heavily on the 3D, right, Steve? It's, oh, yeah, everybody's doing shit right to the camera. It's like someone decides, hey, you know what? We don't need to really write lines of dialogue or anything because... You know, the dumb robes are just going to be sitting in the audience looking through 3D glasses going, wow, look at that. That table is like it's right in front of me. It's no. <laughs> if, you're ever, if you haven't seen it or if it comes across your plate, if someone tries to serve you the mad magician, you take that and you cram it right down their pants and you say, bring me back something that tastes good because movies are food now, apparently. <laughs> I didn't order this. <laughs> the mad magician. Don't see it. Hey, Steve. Yes, master. I can see by the spooky clock hanging over the ominous fireplace that it is now time for you to make a terrible choice. As long-term listeners know, now is the time where I force Steve to choose a movie blindly Uh, for our next review. And so I took some time and I sat down and I picked three super scary classic films that everyone knows about and Steve must choose the one. So, Steve, are you going to choose the super scary A? The probably was scary when it came out, B. Okay. <laughs> or the go back and forth, maybe this was overhyped, scary C. Oh, is a difficult choice. I am intrigued by all three. Please don't talk it out. Just pick one. Okay. God damn it. It's not like who wants to be a millionaire. No, it's not. You we don't, don't have want... a half hour. Okay, you wait for Donnie me... to make up his mind. Hey, Donnie, you open a door with this. Is it A, a doorknob, <laughs> B, herring, C, the color red, okay. or D, pick one, you prick. So you don't want me to vamp and build the tension. Okay, got it. Yeah, okay. I don't need a producer to doing the stretch it okay. out movement. Okay, sorry, sorry. In the spirit of Halloween, I choose the super scary movie A. Oh, <laughs> he chose A, everybody. So, had Stephen chosen B, we would have watched the classic, probably not that scary anymore, but some people still think it's scary, and what was touted as the scariest movie ever made, The Exorcist. Ooh, very scary. Had he chosen C, he would have watched the, I, I don't know anymore, I, I appreciate what they did, but this is really scary, there's no blood. The kind of scary, the Blair Witch Project. Oh, would have been good. But instead, he chose A, a movie that we should have done instead of another movie. Uh-oh. 
Uh oh. We did Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th because I was recovering from dental surgery and Steve said, let's do Friday the 13th. The show's coming out on Friday the 13th. And I said, sure. And then I had to watch that piece of shit instead of the movie that we should have reviewed. Okay, so I take the blame for that. Okay, good. Okay. The movie that we're going to watch next time and we tell you guys to do this so you can watch it too and get all the jokes is the classic birth of a genre many people say okay John Carpenter's Ooh. Halloween oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you're making me so happy master finally a goddamn scary movie <laughs> he's a good one he's a real good one good so one. if you guys want to know what the fuck we're jibber jabbering about next time go out and watch Halloween and that's it you've made it to the end of another Halloween episode of Late Seating for late seating okay. I didn't have an interstitial I don't know I, oh, let me take another run don't go for it okay. again okay um, for uh, let's see uh, okay hey you got this you got this I don't you have it this, I, I had it and then I lost it hey motherfuckers there you go <laughs> trying to be straight just go, go with just go with what works <laughs> just go with what works everybody likes it for late seating this has been Jason holy crap there's blood in my stool harding which actually is not that uncommon for a vampire. Anyway, makes sense. I can't panic every time I see it. I see it almost every morning. So, you know, if it was regular cover, then I would have to worry and I have to go see a mad scientist and he'd say, what have you been eating? You know, stuff like that. Battery of tests. Awful. Oh. Anyway, uh, four. <laughs> Huge pain in the ass. This has been Jason Harding telling you, go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve... No, I can't take the hump off. It's a part of my body, Shives. Saying, remember, we didn't come here to fight with monsters. We came here to find fossils. Then why did we bring all the scuba equipment and the, and the, and the harpoon thing? I thought it might be nice to go for a swim, okay? And kill things with your harpoon gun? If we wanted to, yes. Wouldn't we be too busy taking these chainsaws and things to the side of this hill to find the... the <laughs> The, the fucking fossil? Well, I did we go, what? I didn't think we were going to be doing that 24-7. I thought we could have time to have a little fun. You mean fun like going into the water and killing things? Well, yeah, we're in the Amazon. Come on. I told you before, there are no alligators out God. here. That was stock footage. That, okay, so, uh, okay, fine. There's nothing I, out here for you to kill. I guess I'll just shoot my spear gun at trees. I mean... <laughs> oh, is that what happened to Jorge? You don't worry. Is he just in the way? You don't worry about Jorge, okay? I'm worried. Of, well, no one's worrying Nobody's about him right now because he's pinned to that tree. Jorge went back to the river, okay? That's the circle of life around here. What circle of life? You don't worry is about that why Jorge. you keep dumping, taking your dumps directly into the river? Circle of life. What? Am I supposed to just do it on the ground like some kind of an animal? No, you dig a, dig a pit. Uh, you put a tent around it. And it's like, that's what normal normal human uh, beings do. God, did we lose a war? Yes. Oh. Uh, it was called Korea, asshole. I'll, I, guess we'll, I guess I'll dig a pit. God, sorry. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. 
You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Lemmy Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Lemmy Listen. And thanks for listening.